Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Mercy is the mark of a great man. Oh. Oh. Guess I'm just a good man. Oh. Well, I'm all right. You are not Captain Kirk. You do not belong in charge of the Enterprise and I shall do everything in my power against you. You know what the chain of command is? It's the chain I go get and beat you with you understand who's in command here. Frequently appalled by the low regard you Earthmen have for life. Welcome to another exciting episode of uh, SFP Now um, here on Sci-Fi Pulse Radio. Um, and we've got a great interview lined up for you today. Uh, we've got an interview with Lewis Lombardi, um, who is probably better known to fans of 24 as um, the, the rather tragic figure of Edgar Styles, who only stuck around for two seasons and got killed off midway through the fifth. <laughs> um, so that, that'd be the interview later on. Um, but right here with me right now to go over the news with me, he's not been on in a while, I'd like to welcome back Ty Badoni. And now, last week in news... Tim, thank you so much for having me on. And yes, it's been far too long. I was getting withdrawals. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm getting, I'm getting coffee withdrawals here. <laughs> so, <laughs> I, I know the feeling. Um, anyway, um, quite, quite, quite a lot of been going on in news. There's a few stories I'm going to go over that we've not even posted yet. Um, and Ooh, I'm going to run, I'm going to run this question by you. Um, what do you think of the actor Tom Hardy uh, in the role of uh, John Connor in the next Terminator movie? You know what? I, I, I'm not sure. The the the, uh, the jury is out, so to speak. I'm not entirely sure. What did you think? I don't know. I mean, you know, he's a, he's a damn good actor. Um, you know, he's he's so like he's he's proved he, he's proved to be a damn good actor since uh, since Star Trek Nemesis, and he was bloody good in Nemesis. You know, given given the tough job that he had to do. Yeah, I thought so. I liked him a lot. Yeah, and I think he's a. To be honest with you, he's a heck of an actor. I think he's quite versatile. He did an amazing job with Bane. Um, his, his Nemesis role was a different one. You know what? I, I, I like him. Mm-hmm. I like him a lot. So I'm going to say he's probably going to do great as John Connor. It's just that there's a there's a there's a news story going around. It's been he's reporting he actually in negotiations for the wrong of John Connor in the uh, next Terminator movie. Um, and no, it's, is that going to be with James Cameron? He, um, no, it's a different director. Um, it's basically the, uh, the the guy that's directing the uh, the new one is called Alan Taylor, and he actually wants Tom Hardy for the role of uh, John Connor. Oh, 
I think I you make it to John Connor. Mm. Yeah, and so yeah. Like, it, it it's kind of funny though as well because um, what was did the guy that played Batman? I can't remember his name. Was was it Chris Christian Bale? That that actually played John Connor in the last 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 Terminator movie. Oh yeah, that would be fun. <laughs> you know, and and now they got now they got Bane. You know, the guy that played Bane in the last Batman movie, and they, they wanted him to play yeah, John fun. Connor. John Connor's really in the League of Assassins. <laughs> you know, you know, um, are they gonna are they gonna get um, are they gonna get Liam Neeson to come along and play John? You know. Uh, uh-huh. John Connor's great grandfather, because they're talking about Garrett Hedlund to play um, to play Kyle Reese in the new movie. Who? Garrett Hedlund. Who? Um, sure he is. He was the guy that he played the uh, young Sam Flynn in a uh, Tron Legacy. Oh, I like him. Mm-hmm. They're, they're, they're I look, like him very much. They're looking at him to play uh, to play Kyle Kyle Reese. Sure. Yeah. But, yeah, he kind kind of looks a bit young to play John Connor's father, <laughs> but then again, it is a time travel thing. So, yeah, right. <laughs> you know, but you know that that's the uh, that, those those song like um, those actors are apparently in negotiation for those roles, so nothing's actually been confirmed cool. yet. But it's um, that is news. I like it. But it's 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 one of those uh, it's it's one of those things that I that I read and we just we we're posting we we you know we we post you know we're not even posted that yet. <laughs> well, we will have by the yeah. time this goes out, but it's not even up yet. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And here's another one for you. Um, apparently, Kevin Smith um, was at, a, at an event this weekend. Yeah. <laughs> To, I was gonna write on this. <laughs> I already have. <laughs> uh, to promote uh, Man of Steel, and apparently he's seen a picture of Ben Affleck in the bat suit uh, via Ben Affleck's cell no, phone. No, no, more than that. More than that, he saw the bat suit. Ben Affleck took him. He put the bat suit on, and when he saw it, he gave him a big bear. He loved it. All right. There were no nips on it. Yeah, I got it. I got it. Cool. And so, so uh, did did it have a uh, rubber tent, ru- rubber appendages of any sort? I mean, it didn't have nipples no, on it. No nipples. No, no nipples at all. No. Uh, mm. And he said it was amazing. It's, it's not your, your like, Matrix black suit. Apparently, it's more, you know, it's got a hue to it or something like that. Probably some blue, gray, like that. Yeah, I, be, I believe he, he, they're, they're actually hinting that it's actually much like the uh, the suit that was used in a classic comic book story. Now, that has me thinking, like everyone else, uh, Frank Miller's Bat- Dark Knight Returns. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You know, which, you know... Which was good stuff. To, to be honest, um, I, um, as as someone who's read a lot of Batman and I've actually read Frank Miller's, re- you know, Dark Knight Returns, I can't see what the fuss was about. The art was shite. <laughs> Sorry, but I didn't like the art style at all in that book. It was too scratchy. And art is art is important. Mm, but yeah, I, I found the art in that book very scratchy. I, I like the story though. Uh huh. the the artwork didn't do it for me in Dark Knight Returns. <laughs> You know, so I, I kind of like, I kind of like a lot of smooth lines, you know, you know, you know, in art, <laughs> if you know what I mean. I, I don't like, I don't like anything that's too sort of like scratchy or, or looks like it's been, being thrown together. But I suppose... Well, I'm awesome, and I really enjoyed that, um, that piece and I'm too glad to beat me to it because that's a great one. 
um but yeah that's um that, that's that's another an interesting bit of news and um you know um You've done a piece here about four The Dark World's three very cool celebrity cameos. Are these right at the end of the movie, or are they actually during the movie? This Avengers first, which I love. It's a movie. Something I loved it. You didn't expect it, and then everyone's like, "Oh, it was just funny. It was really well done." And then you know, you always see Stan Lee in these movies. This time, he was. Um, the doctor, the doctor who was taken over by Loki, um, Avengers, and who was in Thor. Well, he's in this one again, but he's in that, you know, he was, they, they threw him in, a, in, a, in a, a mental asylum, like overnight or something. And he's telling, it looks like he's in a classroom setting, he's giving his theory on what's going on, but really he's in the um, ward of the mental, you know, floor at the hospital. And um, after he finishes, Stan Lee says something witty, you know, as only Stan Lee can. Mm-hmm. And then the closing sequence, you know, the, the, the little spoiler they gave us now at the end of all the Marvel movies, uh-huh. was Biff on the collector's ship. And she, straight from Asgard, has in her care an Infinity Gem. And she was bringing, the Asgard was giving the collector the Infinity Gem for safekeeping. And and he says, you know, one down, five, oh, you know, five more to go, something like that. And it basically, that's a really big hint for, um, you know, the upcoming Avengers movie with Thanos. And Thanos is going to have the Infinity Gauntlet, and we've been seeing this thing. And so, you know, in each movie, my impression is they're probably going to collect another Infinity Gem. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Yeah. Um, that was awesome. Well, it's kind, it's kind of interesting that because. Um um, in not 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 this next episode that's coming up, but I think the one after the episode next week of the the new Agents of Shield right. series, they're going to have a um, kind of a crossover episode uh, that that kind of crosses crosses the streams between you know Agents of Shield and Father Dark World. Oh, that's awesome! Um, they need to. They but, absolutely need to. Each movie. Captain America, I've heard Captain America was going to make a cameo, you know, and they absolutely have to do it. And and, and Samuel L. Jackson made a cameo, like, two episodes, three episodes ago. Yeah, but, Fun. you know, here's the thing, uh, Ty, uh, uh, Chris Hemsworth, who plays Thor, he's not going to be in the crossover. It's just well, that's okay. You don't need him in the crossover per se, but you know you can have ancillary things happen in it. You know what I mean? Like they can talk about it. They can see you know stuff that came out. You know, like on the news and what have you. And then they can they can deal with some offshoot of it. You know? Yeah, well, that, I think that's what's going to happen. That they're, they're basically, uh, I think they are going to have a guest star from the uh, from from the Far Dark World movie. But I don't think it'll be. Ooh, I don't think it'll be. Fun. I don't think it'll be a really big one. I don't think it's, you know, it's it's already been confirmed that it's not Chris Hemsworth. And I don't think it's going to be uh, Tom Hiddleston as Loki, although Tom Hiddleston has said no, that. No, it'll be probably happy. be Stiff, or it'll be one of the, uh, the one of the three guys of uh, his, uh, his, you know, fighters. Mm-hmm. I forget what they're called. You know, it'll probably be one of them. You know who would be really cool too? I love. Uh, oh gosh, I don't know why I don't remember his name, but the sorry, the guy who was from uh, Pacific Rim, and he's uh, he, he's the guy who who who, who guards the uh, Rainbow Bridge, you know, for Asgard. I just love him. Uh, Idris Elba. Yeah, you know, any one of those guys would be a great one. Mm-hmm. You yeah, know? I mean, it's it's going to be interesting to see. I, I got a feeling it might be might be one of the unsingery members of Shield. Yeah, you know, yeah. Or, or they might they might even bring Colby Smulders back. 
and and I, I wouldn't mind them bringing Kobe Kobe Smulders back because you know that that to me is just you know her you know Kobe Smulders to me oh she she Smulders you know she's eye candy. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Um, well, they have the uh, they have another uh, you know the other agents who uh, who things were getting the, the Chloe Bennett is it and things were getting steamy with uh, Stanley on the red carpet. Uh huh. <laughs> People yeah. seem to have liked that one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm, I'm kind of looking forward to seeing it. I mean, I've um, you know I've been watching Agents of Shield and I've been a bit you know. Um, it it's not it's not as good as I was expecting it to be. Yeah, I know what you mean. It's all right. I, I still I'm still watching it, but it's it, it's not really made the impact on me that I was hoping it would. Yeah, I um, would agree. I would agree. You know, per- personally, out of the new TV series that have come out, I'm actually enjoying Sleepy Hollow. I hang I've got more. Oh, I and, haven't seen it. Avengers. Oh, you're about, um, I think you're about six, maybe seven episodes in. It's a really good show. That's not too bad. Um, so you, you've got about seven weeks of catching up to do on that one. It's a, it's a good show. <laughs> That um, could be fun. Um, another bit of news, a um, bit of Doctor Who news. Um, nothing specifically special um, in terms of uh, further news on the uh, Christmas special or the 50th anniversary episode because that's all coming out so fast at the moment. Oh, yeah. I mean, uh, I'm, I'm actually going to see a Doctor Who play next Monday. Oh, wow. In, in Manchester. Um, there's a big there's a big dot two fringe festival. I'm going to give this a plug very quickly now. Um, you know we've got um, who at fifty a big dot two fringe festival going on in Manchester um, at various locations throughout the city centre, including the uh, Nassau Gallery Pub, uh, the Fab Cafe, and I can't remember the other location off the top of my, off the top of my head. But it's all kicking off in Manchester uh, between the 16th and the 30th of November. It's um, it's like a, it's it's a total 16 day celebration of Doctor Who. Ah, oh, I love it. We've that, that's what the world needs more 15 day celebrations of Doctor Who. Yeah, it's got got it's got different events. Uh, there's an event um, at that the Nassau Gallery Pub where I think where where uh, Andrew Cartmill the uh, script editor uh, during the uh, final years of the Sylvester McCoy era um, is, oh, is, is, cool. is given given a talk um, the uh, you know the director Waris Hussein who directed the very very first Doctor Who adventure back in 1963 um, wow. is also you know doing a talk and a presentation and there's wow. there's a live uh, there's a live piece of theatre uh, based on the uh, very first uh, storyline, an unearthly child, with um, quite a few local Man- Manchester actors playing the roles of of the Doctor, Barbara, and Ian, and uh, the cavemen, and uh, and and all the roles. It's going to be going to be a live theatrical uh, piece. That's gonna gonna start its run. Oh, that should be fun. That should be fun. So I'm gonna I'm I'm actually going along to that next Monday. Very nice. Um, to to see see I'm the uh, see the unearthly child. Um, so I'm quite quite looking forward to that. Um, but in terms of Dot Who news, uh, Jenna Coleman as as um she's just finished shooting. Already, she's finished shooting the final scenes with Matt Smith, and she's, you know, she's described Matt Smith sets it as perfect but sad. So that's so she thought they filmed the final Matt Smith scene. Um, apparently so. 
she's either filmed it. She's either filmed it or or she's referring to the script. But I've got a feeling that they've actually filmed it. Wow. Um. In fact, I. All right. Well. They they have. They've shot it. Um. Because I think they actually. I think they shoot. I think they shot the first scenes. Uh. The the final scene a couple of weeks ago. Um. Because um. They, they, there was a reports that Peter Capaldi and uh, Matt Smith were on the set together, which suggests that they did the regeneration first. Yeah. Well, he should have, you know, he should have stayed for another year or so. But whatever. Mm, I don't know. I mean, he's he's been he's been he's been in the role f- for three, maybe four years. Has he been? Okay. Mm. Yeah, I guess that's good enough. Yeah, he came into that's it. Someone else. He came into it uh, late 2009 when he replaced Tennant, yeah. and he's done 2010 to 2013. So he's done three, four years, which is uh, about the average, really. About the average, isn't it? So, mm-hmm. I guess. Well, thank you, Mr. Smith, for your tenure. Next, you know. Yeah, I, I think Peter Capaldi is going to be a great doctor. Well, I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking for. I always love breaking in a new doctor. <laughs> mm-hmm. that, 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 that sounds uh, weirdly inappropriate. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's, well, it's, it's kind of funny, actually, because, um, you know, our good friend, uh, Mark B. Mark, Mark B. E. Um, our good friend Mark Lee on the um, on uh-huh. you know um, who who, who uh, compares a lot of sci-fi conventions and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, he, he's he's acting come out pretty frequently on Facebook and says he doesn't get dot who, which is fair enough because not everyone does. Um, but he made an interesting statement that you know what 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 he, what, what he doesn't particularly like is that you get um, you know a lot of dot who fans that jump on you if you don't get dot who and i'm thinking this must be the young fan girls <laughs> you know must be <laughs> because the more mature fans are just way 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 too mature to that you know we we sort of like we you know the more 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 mature fans are either well you either get it or you don't yeah i agree i mean it's it's heavy sci-fi i don't see what there is to i don't see what there is to i mean it, you know i mean the your average science fiction you know, viewer uh, enthusiasts should should more than be able to handle Doctor Who. You know, um, the toughest thing about Doctor Who for me are the accents, and I'm the one with the accent apparently. So, <laughs> no, I think I think it's fair enough. I mean, my my sister doesn't get Doctor Who. You know, so I can I can kind of ring a and see where 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 he's coming from in a way. Uh, my sister doesn't get it, but she quite enjoyed it when Christopher Eccleston was a doctor, and um, mm, and, well, and then maybe it's stylistic. And and Dave David Tennant was a doctor, but I think I think it is a stylistic film because if you look at if you look at typical season of Doctor Who, it's split into a you know several categories of episode. You either have the historical episode, where where is uh, going back into time. Um, right. You have um, a futuristic episode where he's going to the future or, or on another planet, or you have an episode where it's set in the present day. Um, so the the thing is, I can see that sort of thing uh, being confusing to you know you regular fan of sci-fi, whereas so like on Star Trek, you know you 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 have the security of knowing that they're they're 
going to be on the Starship Enterprise. They're either going to come into conflict yeah. with the Klingons or Cardassians, or they're going to discover a whole new race. You know. Yeah, I mean, I suppose, I, I, I suppose I understand. You know, Doctor Who isn't, isn't for everyone. And I and suppose, but and I think the uh, the fact that he can regenerate and change his form uh, confuses a lot of people as well. <laughs> Maybe, but you know, uh, I just talked to who is, he's just classic. I just, you know, man, who doesn't want a TARDIS? Who doesn't want to run around the universe in the TARDIS? How awesome would that be? <laughs> well, you know, now, now that I know what the TARDIS actually looks like, yeah, awesome. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I mean, I, 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 really, I really like the idea of uh, running around the universe with that hot babe, you know? Oh, I would jump in a heartbeat. I would jump in in a heartbeat. <laughs> Without a doubt. If they asked me, you wouldn't have to ask me again. I'm there. I'm done. Mm-hmm. You know? I, I, you know, I'd have a little experience with my wife, I suppose, but I'm going. <laughs> okay. Well, before we uh we head off into the uh, yonder, is there any uh any any news stories that you'd like to quickly touch on? Um, my favorite one today was, my favorite one today would have been, you know, the cameos in Thor. But by the same token, I'm a huge zombie fan, and so I did my review of, uh, of the latest Walking Dead episode, which was, uh, absolute internment, uh, season four, episode five. Absolutely awesome. Great episode. The zombies have, have indeed breached the, the gates of the prison and work. And Carl alone, you know, were able to, with two machine guns, were able to, to, to defeat the zombie horde. That's awesome. It was absolutely fun. I loved it. So I hope everyone enjoys the review. Likewise, John Bernthal, who was Officer Shane in, hold on, uh, who was Officer Shane, um, and, uh, from World, from a Walking Dead. And then likewise, and then likewise, and then likewise, uh, um, uh, Brad Pitt from World War Z. The two of them are going to be in a World War II movie called Fury about a Sherman tank crew at the end of World War II on a really dangerous mission. And so they've been shooting that, you know, right now in the English countryside. And you can see, you know, you know, John Bernthal with uh, Brad Pitt clearly on top of the thing. It just looks absolutely awesome. I know it's not really sci-fi, but it is, you know, two of our favorite zombie apocalypse survivors, you know, kind of teaming up. So I just thought it was absolutely awesome, you know. <laughs> and... Uh, and uh, that's, I think that's, I think that's it. Okay. Right? The other, uh, yeah, that, that, those were the highlights of my, uh, those were the highlights of my stories today. Okay, well, um, Ty, thanks for coming on. It's been been great having you as always, and uh, we'll, we'll try and try and get you on um, in in a few weeks' time before before Christmas, but. Um, you know, SFP now is probably getting to that point where it's going to be taking a break. Um, next week, oh right, next week we have we actually have the uh, Doctor Who special coming on, uh, oh, right. which is basically uh, it's myself, Raisa, and uh, my good friend uh, Nick Chase, and we right. basically have an hour and fifty minutes worth of a uh, discussion about Doctor Who and what our hopes are for the fiftieth anniversary. And we'll be airing we'll be airing that on on the Friday before, so that that will be going I out on it. the twenty uh, second, um, yeah. and we've got a couple of other interviews coming up, um, and I've got got a couple of things in the works, but 
Um, I've got a feeling what, what, what we'll probably do is we'll probably sort of like, uh, you know, call them a halt to the podcast, um, probably round about, you know, sort of like early december Yes, well, I am at your beck and call. You need only send out the uh, the uh, uh, Omega level distress call and I'm at your, <laughs> I'll be there. I'll, I'll transport it. Cool. I meant to say alpha level. What is it? The, the, the special channel in Starfleet. The, well, anyway, that special channel, you just call me on. And I'm, I'm there. Okay, I just push the big red button. Okay, yeah, the red button works all the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, so like, okay. uh, it, it's, big, it's big and red, so anyone of limited intelligence can push it. <laughs> yes, sir. Well, I look forward to it. Okay. <laughs> Um, okay, well, um, now, now it's time for us to move on to the uh, interview with uh, Lewis Lombardi, um, a.k.a. Edgar Styles from 24. Okay, I'd like to welcome um, actor Lewis Lombardi to the show, who's uh, best known for, um, you know, quite a few things, uh, such as The Sopranos, 24, and many, many more, um, you know, TV shows and movies. Uh, how you doing, Lewis? I'm doing great, man. And it's great to have you on. I've been, you know, I've been kind of looking forward to this all week um, because um, I remember you in 24 um, and uh, I actually remember you from a few few other things. I was looking down a list of uh, of stuff that you've done on IMDb and I was quite surprised uh, by some of the things that, that, that you've been in that I've actually seen. Yeah, but I was, yeah I, I, I've been very fortunate as an actor. Mm-hmm. Um, well, the first question I'd like to ask you is uh, how, how did you actually get into acting? Was it something you were always wanted to do yeah i've been doing it for like 30 years i i used to go to movies when i was a kid and uh all i ever wanted to do was be an actor i didn't really like want to do anything else so i've been i've been basically doing it i i started out by doing nyu films as an actor when i was 14 15 years old and i actually learned how to make movies and act for free basically you know and it kind of grew into my career um cool i mean you know it's it's funny um because um i i i i've done acting on and off since i was about four years old um and um i i, I actually trained in theater arts for a while uh but it wound up not being what i wanted to do <laughs> so, so it's it's, it's kind, kind kind of funny how 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 stuff happens what did you what did you end up doing um i i kind of write now for uh, various uh various blogs and uh i do do the podcast and um oh. you know and and at the moment i'm so like in the early stages of um forming my own um little company singing science fiction and fantasy memorabilia Oh wow, that's pretty cool. I so. went to a Comic Con in London, and uh, it was pretty cool, man. I had a great time. Yeah, you know, we 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 UK fans know how to have fun. Oh yeah, it was great. Those people were great. Mm-hmm. I had a great time there. Yeah, um, you, you've obviously because of your connection with Twenty Four, you've probably done conventions before. Um, uh, how, how different uh, is the UK experience, say, from the uh, experience that you have in in the US? Uh, it was just real exciting. I mean, people were just like really into Twenty Four, and they really like were really really diehard fans. I mean, even out here though, even here they were, but 
over there, it was like, you know, I guess 24 was always on, and it was on a bunch of times, and, you know, it was just, uh, it was just a real, it was, it was a great experience, actually. I love the fans there. They were great. They're really into it. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I, I, I loved the show. I um, I got into 24 late, actually, and you, you was actually in, in the first season that I ever actually watched. Oh, yeah, I was in the fourth and fifth season, yeah. yeah. And I was so gutted when you uh, when when you passed away in the fifth season when when they killed you off. It's all like uh, I I kind of thought well, this 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 is a blow for the uh, for the geeky guy, you know. <laughs> right. It was almost like killing a puppy dog. It, it it was, and it it was kind of a shame as well because that relationship between Edgar and Chloe was actually uh, you know getting kind of nice the way the way they were working off each other and the way she was building him up and down the curb. Yeah, it was. It was like it was definitely like I, I I considered it more of a brother and sister relationship, you know. Yeah, it 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 it, it seemed seemed to play like that as well. Uh, you know, as you as you watched it. Um, but you know, I, I felt really bad. I didn't really want to see Edgar die. You know, oh, I kind of liked him. You know, so like he, he was kind of like um, you know the everyman character in in that extraordinary sort of like situation. Right. That's what I try to explain to people. Everyone expects it from Kiefer. He's got a gun. He's doing. He's like the hero. I was like the, the anti-hero where, where like, I was like, no one, you know, like, people look at my character, Edgar, and they go, wow, he could do it with his brains from a computer like probably most people can do. But how many people can really do what Jack Bauer does, jump out of a helicopter? I mean, it was almost like I was a realistic version of the hero in a way. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I mean, I, I, I'm completely with you. I mean, so you kind of like the young the hero, as in, you know, um, situation happens and you, you're just so like thrown right into the middle of it and middle of it and doing whatever you can to survive and whatever you can to help everyone else out as well. Right. Um, right. Well, that, that that's the way I saw it, and I just saw like uh, you know Edgar's journey throughout season four when his mother dies, and he's got to stay at that desk. Oh, <laughs> you the know? whole day and just sitting there and crying, and it was like you know pretty interesting. It definitely was. It was definitely a pretty interesting show because you don't realize. Well, first of all, when you do a show like Twenty Four. That, that the show, you know, that one day that your mom dies, it goes throughout the year of filming, but it's still only one day of the show. Mm -hmm. yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, so you know, it, it, it turned out to be more of a, like, a, I don't know, I don't know how to put it, you know? Mm, yeah, so I, I can imagine it being difficult from an acting point of view, because you got to get yourself in that emotional place every day to play those scenes yeah and, and you know what and it was uh you know it was definitely uh definitely a, definitely a sad day definitely a sad day you know what i'm saying mm -hmm. yeah uh what, what was the rest of the cast uh on on 24 like for you to work with um how do you find working with people do you have any uh favorite moments from your time on the show uh yeah i had a goal every time was great the whole entire situation was great i mean you know, working working with these people is just like, you know, working with family, you know? And then when you die, it was like everyone was, you know, it was like one sad day, you know? And the, the whole cast is great. I mean, it was a great show to work on because it was so, uh, like, energetic, you know what I'm saying? There's never a dull moment. Always something going on. Always something happening, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, you know, I actually, as soon as I watched it, I got my sister into it. And every time I got the new box out of 24, my sister would have it off me immediately after. <laughs> So we 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 both uh, we both watch the the entire box set over twenty four hours and um, you know be going in the work following day as nervous wrecks. <laughs> 
um, but it's a, it's a great show. Another show that I remember you for, and, um, and and this actually surprised me because I kind of forgot about this, but they did a remake of Fantasy Island in the, in the late 90s, and you was part of that. You played Cow. He was part part of the double arts, and I'm just oh, wow. wondering. Oh, that was Fantasy Island with Malcolm McDowell. Yeah, and I'm just wondering what was he like to work with you? Because he, you one know, one of the best actors I've ever worked with. What a, he's like a true five year old kid at heart. What a gentleman. What a classy guy. What a fun guy. Malcolm was one of my one of my buddies. I love Malcolm. He still is. I think he's one of the most nicest guys I've ever worked with. And you look at him, and you expect this really serious character and this real. You know, like, like, you know, serious actor. And it turns out that he's actually a real fun, opposite guy. You know, he's not the serious guy, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it's so like, um, I, I just, I, I was looking down, down against the credits and uh, of, of Pop Fancy Island, and I caught, and, and I just thought, wow. You know, I remember seeing that um, back in the late 90s on, because it was on the Sci Fi channel over here. What is he doing? The show Fantasy Island? Yeah, it was on the Sci Fi channel over here in oh the UK. Oh my goodness, really? That's pretty cool to hear. Yeah. Wow. That, was, that show was done in 1998. Yeah. 97, 98. Um, I, think, I think it was it was airing here probably around about 99 on, on Sci Fi channel. And um, and that's that's how I seen it. And um, it caught my, caught my attention, obviously, because I'm more familiar with the uh, with the original uh, Fantasy Island, um, and um, you know, I, and I watched this, and I thought, well, yeah, this is this is pretty good. It's a different take. It's it's pretty cool. And um, I remember your your character was part of a double act, right? There was there was two of you. Yeah, I, well, on Fantasy Island. On Fantasy Island. I was no, I played. A, I, I was I was a character who was. I think everyone on the show was basically dead. That was the whole idea of the show. So I think my character was just. I did, I did everything on the show you know i was one of those guy characters who were in every scene playing a different character kind of you know uh-huh yeah, it's you know it's it's kind of very vague to me because it's about ten years since I've seen it. But I, I just when when I seen seen your uh, when I seen Fancy Island, I thought wow, <laughs> you know. So I was quite kind of surprised um, you, you were in that you know from from memory because I, di- I didn't make the connection. Yeah, yeah. Fantasy Island was one of my first TV shows. It's pretty funny. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you got you got a film due out. I'm not sure if it's out yet, but there's a film due out called Runner Runner, which stars Justin Timberlake and Ben Affleck. Um, yeah, that came out in September. Yeah, and you play a character called Archie in it. Uh, what, what can you tell us about Archie and, and, and the film in general? Because I've, I've not yeah, actually the, seen it yet. The, the film is about online gambling, and uh, Justin Timberlake plays a guy who gets robbed about, uh, from the online gambling and goes to Costa Rica to get his money back, and he ends up uh, running into Ben Affleck, who owns the casino, and I work for uh, Ben Affleck. I run the casino, the online casino. Uh, so, so you kind of, is it kind of like you had a computer? Oh, uh, no, not really. Mm-hmm. So you you kind of you know more more like a manager manager managing the place. Mm-hmm. So so managing the security and the overall overall of feeling of the place, huh? Yeah. Um. Yeah, I mean, so like you you worked you worked with Ben Affleck on that on that show. Um, now, as you know, he, he's recently been you know named as as a Batman in the uh, in the Superman versus Batman movie that uh right. that, that's in in development. Um, ha- having worked with him, do you think he's going to be a good Batman? I think he's a good actor. And he's a really really great filmmaker. So uh, I think he'll make it work. Yeah, I think you know. 
I think he definitely will make it work. You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I, you know, I go admit, I'm, I'm not with the. You got a lot of fans out there that are saying, "Oh, Ben Affleck, he was in Daredevil. Oh, that film sucks and stuff like that." And I'm, I'm on the other side of the fence. I thought Daredevil was quite good. <laughs> Oh really? Yeah. yeah. I mean, Ben Ben is a good actor and he's a great filmmaker. That's the definition. A great filmmaker when he's on set, man, it's like working with like you know a whole other director and a whole other you know you know like person running the show, not just as an actor. So, man, I think he do. I you know I I, I think he'll do well. I really do. Well, I'm hope I'm hoping he does well as well. I'm kind of hoping that um, you know he's in he's in a place right now where he can do it, and he just shut all the naysayers up. Right. You know because I, there's there's nothing more than I than I uh, dislike more than kind of like fans prejudging something before it's actually happened, which which seems seems to be a big thing in you know in fandom in general. They'll say, oh, such and such person, he's rubbish, and, you know, and this is before, you know, this person's even gotten to do, do the role. Right, you know? right. And, and that, that kind of bugs me. Um, you, you've got a, um, there's, um, there's another project you're involved with. I mean, and first of all, you've got a love for food, right? And, and, um, yeah, I, started, I, I created my own food line called Lombardi, Lombardi Food, and it's, uh, it's LombardiUSA.com, L-O-M-B-A-R-D-I, USA.com and uh, you know it's uh, basically uh, Italian food line olive oils pastas olives all from Calabria Italy and uh, yeah man we have sauces and it's you know it's actually from 20-30 years of me cooking for people that's how it came about it sounds absolutely brilliant I mean um I, I love Italian food. Um, I've got I've got a thing for spaghetti palpetti, which is basically meatballs, right? <laughs> but I, I love I love uh, spaghetti palpetti, um, and and there's quite quite a few other other Italian dishes that I that I like that I that I can't I can't actually announce them because I just don't spring to mind. But if I saw them in a men on a menu, I'd know what they were. Um, yeah, I tell you, the food in the UK was a little different. I have to say that when I was there. It was a little different, the food. I was kind of like, uh, I, I didn't understand some of the terminologies and stuff. Like when they were saying, uh, like what they called, I forgot what they called, uh, like lettuce or something. I forgot. But it was pretty funny. I was like, okay, what is this? I had to get used to some of the terminologies you guys use for food over there. I, I, I bet. I mean, it's, um, you know, it's kind of like tomato, tomato. Right. Right. It was pretty, pretty interesting. But the food was good. It was just interesting. Yeah, but you know, I um, I I love all I love all kinds of food, but you know, I I love Italian food. I love you know, I love pasta based dishes and um, you know tomatoes, basil, and um, oh, then you uh, need to then you need to try Lombardi food and and all the herbs, and you know it's it's funny because the there used to be you know an Italian uh, takeout near to where I live. And unfortunately, it went out of business a couple of years ago. But I, I must have single-handedly kept that place in business for a few years because every Friday I'd order in from from this place. Um, but on the subjects of food, you've got a we've got Thanksgiving and Christmas around the corner. And I'm just wondering. Uh, what sort of what what sort of dishes you know would you pre, pre, tra, traditionally prepare you know when when you're hosting parties and such for for Thanksgiving and Christmas? Well, you know, uh, I like I actually like uh, ham on Thanksgiving. I'm not I, I, the turkey's good, but I'm more of a ham guy. I like ham kind of style Thanksgiving. And for Christmas, we usually go with like a fish dinner on the front of Christmas Eve. You know, fried shrimp and. 
uh, fried fillet of sole and kind of fish, more fish stuff. Broccoli dab, you know. Yeah, kind of more of a fish kind of style dinner. And then Christmas Day, it depends. Depends what I'm what I'm in the mood for. Maybe I'll make a pasta or you know lasagna or something like that too. Yeah, it sounds 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 fantastic. You know, um, <laughs> you know, you, um, you know, if you if you're on Lombardi's dot, is it Lombardi's dot com? Lombardi Lombardi USA dot com. Lombardi USA dot com. Are you going to be song like? Um, do you think you'll be posting recipes nearer the time for Christmas oh, and Thanksgiving? Yeah, you can get them up there. Yeah, cool. Yeah. You know, I might might have a look at that and have a bash at making some of the things. Oh. Um, I mean, oh, that sounds good. You know, m- most of that, I'm I'm kind of like a single guy, so most of the time it's uh, whatever goes in the microwave does me, sort of oh, thing. God. But <laughs> every oh, now, sometimes you sometimes you got to do what you got to do. But every now and again, I like to so I try and prepare food from scratch, and um, I I usually do all right. I I, I don't bring out the kitchen or anything like that, so I usually make it through. Um, you know, finally before before we uh before we head off, do you have any other TV TV or movie projects um that that, that you can tell us about? Yes, uh, I have a TV show called Mob City coming out December fourth on TNT. It's Frank Darabont's new show, the guy who did the Green Mile and the and uh, the Shawshank Redemption and the Walking Dead. That was his his next show is called uh, Mob City on TNT on TNT uh, December fourth. And then I did another movie just now. I just wrapped with Clint Eastwood called Jersey Boys with Christopher Walken and Clint Eastwood. Cool. Wow. Yeah. You know, that's, that's, two, that's two huge names there. You know, Christopher yeah, it's pretty Walken fun work with them, you know. Working, working with the old timers is great. You know, mm-hmm. it's like old school. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm actually, I've actually heard that Clint Eastwood, you know, as, as, an, as an actor himself and as a director, he's, he's on a very focused, you know. Yeah, on, on the set. Yeah, it was, I mean, it was great. You know, it was definitely, you know, definitely uh, a great experience. I have to say. Mm-hmm. Well, I got 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 to got to say, I got to ask you this. Uh, but Mob City sounds really interesting. Could you uh, maybe talk a little bit about that and let us know what character you're playing in that? Because yeah, it's, I um, play Stucky. It's uh, it's about it's about the end of Bugsy Siegel's career and Mickey Cohen picks up from there. It takes place in the fifties and in the forties and fifties about the mob in L.A. Pretty interesting. A lot of great actors are on it. A lot of great, great actors. I can't even go down the list. There's so many. It's one of those shows that every actor is a great actor, and you watch it and go, "Wow, I love that guy. Wow, I love that guy." You know. So uh, it's really a great part. Great being on it. I play Mickey Cohen's sidekick on the on the show, and wow. he's like one of the stars of the show. So Mickey Cohen was was he was he like the uh, the gangster that that um, recent movie Gangster Squad was about? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, so this series could al- almost be kind of like a sequel or a prequel to Gangster Squad, right? Uh, yeah, I would say it's not a prequel or a sequel, but another another version of it, probably. Yeah. Cool. I'm, I'm, I must try and check that out because I, I I really enjoyed Gangster Squad. I thought it was a pretty good film. Oh, cool! It's December fourth on TNT. Okay, well, um, obviously that's not going to be here in the UK. I got a feeling um, Sky Atlantic will probably get a hold of this in the UK, um, but there's there's nothing nothing about it yet. But I'll, I'll keep my eye open for it. Yeah, definitely keep an eye open. Mm-hmm. Anyway, uh, Lewis, it's been great speaking to you, and I, I know wish you the best of luck with um, 
mambadiusa.com and um, and everything else that you're doing um and, and, and love a lot of the things you've been in it's, you know especially 24 and um, you know i just wish you the best of luck with with, with everything that you got, got got in development at the moment you got it thank you so much great talking to you it's been great speaking to you as well um so you know i hope everything does great and i hope gang i hope uh, mob city um you know is is one of these things that that'll run for a couple of years as well i hope I hope so, too. I hope so. That'd be great. <laughs> okay. Thanks enough for your time. Thank you so much, buddy. Great talking to you. And try that Lombardi food line. I hope you like it. I, I will. I'll, I'll oh. definitely have a look. I'll look for something nice and simple on there. <laughs> uh, <laughs> all right, good. Enjoy your day. Okay, engine stop. We copy it down. Remember when science fiction drama envisioned stories that were happening where no one had gone before? Discovering and exploring other worlds far, far away. While many of these series and films became cult classics, somewhere along the way, this genre got lost. Imagine if there was a place where you could go watch exciting new space opera series made specifically for the niche audience that you are. Imagine if this place was conducted by a team as passionate as you about science fiction and who would use all their background experience to make sure you get the best entertainment possible. SOS is a not-for-profit independent production facility that brings together writers, special effects wizards, and other creative talent from around the world who've worked on some of the most recognizable and respected science fiction franchises. So throw away your remote control and get real control by joining the Space Opera Society right now. With as little as one dollar, you can change the future of entertainment today. For more information, please visit our website. Which is, of course, spaceoperasociety.com. Where all your questions will be answered in our frequently asked questions page. And don't miss our short video presentation from some of our space opera series in development. I'm going to step off the limb. That's one small step for man, one giant leap for mankind. Hi, this is Tom O'Pennicott, and you're listening to the SFP Now Podcast. Hey, this is Crazy Joe, and this is Dave, host of Megapodzilla, the podcast equivalent to a 100-foot radioactive robot lizard, but with horn-rimmed glasses and a pocket nerdy. We're on the rampage, laying waste to the geek landscape. We'll talk movies, TV, comics, toys, video games. And sometimes we talk turkey. Don't you mean chicken? <laughs> That's right. So check us out at Megapodzilla.com. We're also available on iTunes and the Zoom Marketplace. Aw, yeah. Well, that about wraps another episode of uh, SFP Now Up. Um, as I said, um, our next episode will be the um, Doctor Who special, which uh, we, we recorded a couple of weeks back, and um, that'll be uh, next week. Um, but if you want to catch us before then, um, if you tune in on Tuesday, um, Martin and Julie will be doing another um, episode of their, their great show, Genretainment. Um, I'm not sure who they have on yet, but you know they always have some fantastic people on their show, so uh, keep, keep, keep your ears to the ground for that one. 
Um, keep listening and um, you know th- thanks for your continued um, support uh, for Sci-Fi Pulse Radio and we'll be back with you hopefully next week bye for now we offer the world order